Hello, everyone. Hi. Welcome back to the We Don't Want to Grow Up podcast. <laughs> We're Stacy and Pete. What's been going on? A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Peanut butter jelly with a baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> it's peanut, peanut butter, butter jelly, jelly time. time. Peanut butter jelly time. Peanut butter jelly time. Where you at? <laughs> I'm going to be singing that all night now. You're all welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so this week, our week in review... I shared a Columbia House commercial this week. I might add an intricate song for that commercial. It is like I didn't think I knew that jingle until I heard it. And then I was singing right along with it. Do you know it? Listen to it right here. Our relationship will grow and grow. It's a banger. It is. They went all out. They did. And obviously it stuck with us. It did. Like, did BMG have a strong jingle like that? I don't know. Not one that I remember. Well, I need to look it up and see. Columbia House. (laughs) If I find one, though, I'll play it right here. Okay. Rock and pop, alternative, R&B, dance, country, classic rock, and more. BMG Music Service has it all. To get more free information with absolutely no commitment to buy, call 1-800-BMG-1200. Read my list. So anyway, it's always fun to read everybody's comments on these posts. And I had to share just a few that people left on this Columbia House post. Okay, so... If you don't know, I guess I should say Columbia House was like this program where you could get free CDs, get free CDs. (laughs) (laughs) Some of us could. They had this thing where you could tape a penny to a piece of paper and like fill this thing up. There would be like these cardboard pages inside your magazines Mm -hmm. and things like that. Or they would mail them to you, too, where it has like all these, you know, before the CDs, obviously there were tapes. And then they did VHS tapes. And then later days, because even in my 20s, I did the DVD program. Right. (laughs) I actually paid those, though. Did you? (laughs) I did. Did you? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you could pay a penny, send them a penny, and they would send you 12 CDs. But the deal was that you then had to pay, I think probably at that time, it was like $15.95 a month or something. And then later it became like $19.99. And you had to pay like full price for one CD. Per month. Per month. So every month you were locked into a new CD. Yes. And I know at least later on in the early 2000s, you could opt to skip a month or like change the DVD if you didn't want the one that was the one they were going to send you that month. Oh, you didn't have a choice, really. Well, I mean, you did, but it's like, here's the default one. one. Yes. And if you forgot, then they would just send it to you and bill you for it. Wow. So you had to be frosty. Yeah. Sometimes I missed it. How would that communication That's why happen? I have like the truth about cats and dogs or right. random movies that I, you know, I don't mind them, but I probably wouldn't have bought the DVD. Sure. Yeah. That's one in particular that I remember them sending <laughs> me. <laughs> How did you communicate with them? Like via snail mail or on the web, like in the 2000s? In the 2000s, it was, it was online. Okay. Yes. On the internet. As on the say. internet. But, you know, back in the day, it was through mail, obviously. And today I called my mom because I was like, I truly believed in my whole heart that I was getting all these CDs. I paid a penny for them and then never paid anything back. Right. I was just like, I must owe this company so much money. Right. But I was like 12. 
And so many people also said the same thing. And then I was like, what if my parents were paying it the whole time? And I, this whole time I thought I've gotten away with this thing. I honestly don't know the answer. I heard this conversation in the background, but I could not hear the answer. So I'm dying to know. She said, yes, they paid for it. Oh, they were paying for it? <laughs> oh, I was so upset because I was like, man, I should have been trying to get free CDs because I was I never had enough courage yeah. to send it off. But I'm like, did I ask them if I can do this or did I just send it? And yeah. then they were like, well, I guess. Guess we better pay it. And they let me do it for years because I know. I mean, yes, I bought CDs when I went to the mall, but it yeah. would be like they'd give me $20 yeah. when I went to the mall and I would buy a CD and like a single, you know, a single. <laughs> uh, and I would buy like my friend and I would split like some Cinestics mm. and what else? Like I might buy like something from the Sanrio store. You know, that's about it. Maybe a, a T-shirt from The Gap. <laughs> I would also get 20 bucks for the weekend, but typically it was a movie and some football cards, mm. which I would right. give half to my best buddy. So it's... Right. And then he would get the good cards. He got like Barry Sanders rookies, like these cards that were quote unquote valuable at the time and would never trade me. Oh. And I paid for them. Rude. Rude. Well, I didn't pay for all of them, but <laughs> Casey's listening and fact checks me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and sometimes I would occasionally spend that money on like decorations for my room. Like mm-hmm. I'd go to Spencer's or like Hot Topic or somewhere and, and get like beads for over my closet or, you know, a new lava lamp, candle, mm-hmm. inflatable chair. Inflatable chairs are important. Very important. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. So I did buy some of my CDs, but there's no way that I bought all those CDs that I have because right. I still have them and there's a good bit from the 90s and... I'm pretty sure that at least half of them came from Columbia House. Although, you know what I didn't come across was my, like, because I know I got, like, Joey Lawrence. I'm like, where are those CDs? Cheetah Girls? No, no, I was about to say Cheesy. Oh. Not Cheetah Girls. That was beyond my time. (laughs) Okay, I was going to (laughs) say. Yeah, where are those? Because I have, like, Sting and Billy Joel and, like, Stone Temple Pilots. Those have got to be somewhere else. Mm. Anyway, I'm just saying that because I had just gone through my... A big bin that had like CDs and stuff in them. But I think there's right. another one that has more. I bet you there oh, is. Oh, now I'm going to have to reorganize it again. Oh. Because I, oh, I felt like I was a teenager again because I organized them by like genre. Did you? Yes. And like put them on different shelves and it felt, oh, it felt like the 90s again. Because I haven't like touched a CD in, I don't know, 20 years, something well, like that. Listen, we've got space for more shelves. So you could have CD section number two. CD, DVD, VHS section. Cassette, singles. Cassettes and cassette singles. Yes. <laughs> no eight tracks. Some vinyls, though. You did have vinyls. Yeah. Oh. Well, no, I have vinyls. You know I have vinyls. Well, new ones. I'm talking old ones from the day. Oh, yeah. No, I have like yeah, ones that we've bought recently and then I have some for my mom. Um. Okay. Back on track. So I will say it was kind of disappointing a little bit. I wanted her to be like, no, we didn't pay for those. Oh my gosh. That's what I was hoping for. <laughs> but know. that's good that the company got money. I was wondering, I was like, if this was the model, how did they stay in business for so long? But I'm not the only one because right. there are so many people that say that they never paid for it. Like that's the joke about Columbia House. Yeah. So now I feel like I'm I'm a fake and a phony. Well, I think they all Do need to check. you never laid eyes on me? No, 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 no. <laughs> Take it back. <laughs> okay. I think everybody needs to check with their the rents and yeah, see. Yeah, they need to ask and see, like, maybe I just thought I was getting this all for free <laughs> and I actually wasn't. Anyway, so we have Endurable Art commented and said, 
This I just thought was interesting. They said, I met this girl at camp and her dad worked for Columbia House. As an employee, he got two free CDs every month and had been saving them for her so she could pick out whatever she wanted. I thought that was the most amazing thing at the time. (laughs) My original joke when I read this was like, just like the rest of us. (laughs) (laughs) But now it's not that funny. Uh, It is funny, just not for me, I guess. All right. I can't join in the Columbia House jokes anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I can comfortably say I never paid Columbia House for a CD. So funny. Yeah. Selly Cell said, I was so sick of receiving bills from them that I sent one back and had written, deceased, above my name. (laughs) In all caps. (laughs) In all caps. (laughs) I I told my mom that one today and she laughed so hard. (laughs) That's great. And I was like, and it was the 90s. So, you know, they probably just accepted it. Yeah, listen. They just didn't look into it. Yeah. She's (laughs) like, my mom was like, well, you know, back then, if you wanted to cancel anything, like a magazine subscription or anything, you just wrote cancel on the thing and mailed it back. <laughs> Is that what she did? Yeah. Oh, wow. I had no idea. She said that she and my dad also had like a book club membership that was kind of the same as Columbia House. Really? Yeah. So that was like How a they thing. they got a lot of their books. Ah. And there's no way these businesses could have operated with millions of children <laughs> ripping them off. So I guarantee you nasty grams of past due, this is a bill. Mm-hmm. Those were all coming into the parents. But you'd think a higher percentage of kids would have gotten hair dryered for right. that. I know. This is $15, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> now, there are still like some businesses that have programs like that. Like I know there are several like clothing lines and stuff where you can join and every month they're going to send you an item of clothing or a pair of shoes or something like that. Jelly of the month. Club. And you, yeah. And you can either <laughs> you can either participate and you could like skip the month or you can choose something different or whatever. But if you don't pay attention to it, they're going to charge you like it's going to come off your credit card that you have attached to the account. Our kitties are subscribed to their auto ship food. Right. And litter. Yeah. And you have to stay on top of it. You've got to stay on top of it. Otherwise, you wind up with a pile of food Mm -hmm. and litter. Yeah. And the difference is, though, I guess that you don't get like... 12 pairs of shoes for a penny. True. Oh, so you didn't. <laughs> that's what was always interesting to me is that they did that initial thing. Uh-huh. Or it's like it was worth it probably to pay the penny. Yeah. Right. And then to, I don't know how long you got locked in, but it's like, I feel like pay it was one for month. like five months or something like that. That was the minimum. Maybe it was a little longer than that, but okay. maybe it was long enough to actually pay for the 12 CDs you got or 10 CDs. But I feel like it was shorter so that in the long run, you actually did get free CDs. Okay, and then this last comment that I'm going to read to you was very intriguing for me. So Lacey wrote and said she had a diary entry about Columbia House, and I asked her to send it to me, and she did. All right. So I have the pictures, which I'll share on our Instagram sometime after this episode comes out. But this was from August 19th, 1997. She wrote, I have so many new CDs now. I got Chemical Brothers and Wu-Tang in Arkansas. But when I got home, my CDs from Columbia House came in. I got Beastie Boys, Licensed to Ill. And Beastie Boys, Ill Communication. Tricky, Max and Quang. Tori Amos, Boys for Pele. Radiohead, The Bins. 112, 112. <laughs> the self-titled album. <laughs> Rage Against the Machine, Evil Empire. Matchbox 20, You or Someone Like You. A Tribe Called Quest, Beats Rhythm and Life. The Fugees, Bootleg Versions of Refugee Camp. Nice. Fiona Apple, title. MTV Buzzbin, dash, 
Volume one. Yes. I need to look that CD up and yeah. see what all was on it. Then she wrote, they're all awesome. I have Maxwell's Urban Hang Suite, too. <laughs> that is quite the treasure trove. I know. I'm like, wow. I wish I had written that stuff down yeah. in my diary. Listen, you let yourself down. I really did. Hmm. Anyway, I love that. That's such a, a little time capsule. So thank you, Lacey. Yeah, thanks, Lacey. That's a solid CD haul. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's a solid catalog. It's better than Joey Lawrence. Yes, it is. It Whoa. is. <laughs> okay, show and tell this week. We have Joseph, who was born in 1979. Me too, me too. Favorite 80s movie. It's a tie between The Goonies and The Princess Bride. Right up Joey, your alley. Joey, you got to pick one, okay? I <laughs> know. <laughs> you get lots of HMs. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. honorable mentions. <laughs> His favorite 80s song, Time After Time by Cindy Lauper. If you're lost, you can look and you will find me. Time after time. If you fall, I will catch you. I'll be waiting. Time after time. Favorite 90s movie, Groundhog Day. He said, I watch it every year. I like that. I, I feel like we need to add that into our yearly recurring movies we do obviously we watched it when we covered it on the podcast last february yes that's when we did it right i think so i think that's what we came back from our break from in february it was, yeah we did it around Groundhog day. listen if we didn't that's what we should have done i think it came out like the day before or on groundhog day yeah it's a good one though favorite 90s song from white zombie more human than human Favorite 80s and 90s shows, G.I. Joe, Transformers, He-Man, and the Thundercats, MacGyver, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Wait, you said that wrong. It's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Heroes in a Half Show, Turtle Bones. Star Trek The Next Generation and <laughs> WWF Monday Night Raw, WCW Nitro, and do your impression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish you all could see his face while he's doing that. Beavis and Butthead. That is a fantastic list. I like it. It is good. His favorite toy, the G.I. Joe Terradrome playset. Good call. That is a good playset. <laughs> favorite book, The Indian in the Cupboard. Favorite game, Pro Wrestling on the NES. Favorite place in the mall, Hot Topic, Spencer Gifts, and Electronics Boutique. Ooh, yes. All goodies. He says, I miss having to be creative to find things to do when we were bored as a kid. Now it's, when in doubt, find something on the cell phone. It's true. True it story. Is. Yeah. I'm guilty of just scrolling TikTok. I know. We need to do a thing where, you know, like when we do our nights where we play video games and all that, but like we have to put our phones away. Yes. Phones down. We can only do like what we would have done back then. Although, then that means we can't like stream TGIF. Well, how about this? How about we only capture media on those days? It's like, okay, we can pick our phones up to record a video or something or to stream it, but we can't check our messages or check our social medias. How about that? And no doom scrolling. Doom scrolling? Yeah, where you just scroll forever and ever and ever and like you like hate everything you see, but you yes. just keep going. Keep going until you find something that you like. <laughs> doom scrolling. I wasn't aware of that term. I identify with that term, although I do recognize it, right? I find that a lot on Reddit. 
to where, like, if I'm in the news section, everything is just crap news. And I'll scroll for 30 seconds, and then I'm like, too much of this, and I'll yeah. close it. And then I'll go over to TikTok, because I pretty much only get funny stuff over in TikTok. Yeah. That's kind of how I am. Well, I now I only go on Facebook to go to our Facebook group. Yeah. Cozy Club. Fans, we don't want to grow up. <laughs> but... Yeah, like I can't, I can't look at everybody. It's yeah. not, it's not for me anymore. Right. So I like to go just on our "We Don't Want to Grow Up" page on Instagram because that, that's pretty curated for just like fun, nostalgic type stuff for me. Right. Or people that I really enjoy following. But even then, sometimes I have to be like, like something will pop up, and I'm like, no, I don't want to see that. I don't, right. That's not. <laughs> just no. Thank it's not you. for me today. No, thank you today. No, thank you. Uh, yeah, TikTok's kind of the same too. Yeah. Well, a very good show and tell, Joseph. Thank you very much for sharing. Yes, thank you. I enjoyed it. He also sent us a great picture of his bedroom, which I included in one of the most recent 90s bedroom montages. Was that the one with all the wrestling? Yes. Yes, that was a really good room. It was. I noticed that room. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Joseph. Thanks again. If you'd like to be featured in our show and tell segment, you can email us at wedontwanttograwuppod at gmail.com. Or... Send us a DM on Instagram at We Don't Want to Grow Up Pod. You can find us on TikTok at We Don't Want to Grow Up. We have a great Facebook group, The Cozy Club, fans of We Don't Want to Grow Up. You can help support the podcast by becoming a member of our Patreon. You'll gain access to bonus episodes like our Pilots on Patreon series, where we discuss pilot episodes of nostalgic TV shows. Dear Diary episodes that are a little too embarrassing for Stacy to read on our regular podcast. <laughs> Just don't tell anyone what you hear on our Patreon. It's a secret. What happens on Patreon stays on Patreon. Uh, we also play games and share more lists of favorites. And this summer, we're having a very special summer reading series where we're reading a Babysitter's Club book that our patrons voted on. And you can join at patreon.com slash we don't want to grow up. And if you enjoy our podcast, make sure you're following us and subscribed on whatever platform you're listening on so you never miss an episode. And leaving five stars is always nice, too. It is. All right. We have been waiting for this for a while now. Yes. We put this question out to our social media a few months ago at this point. Yeah. We just had so much scheduled for the summer that we finally had time to get some of these watched. There were a lot of responses. So we decided that instead of picking our top five suggestions, that we would kind of split them up into three. So we are doing awesomely bad 80s movies. Non-horror. Non-horror. (laughs) Non-horror. No scary ones. Not horror. <laughs> if you were here with us last October, or if you've just gone back and listened, we did do an awesomely bad 80s horror movie episode, which was pretty fun. One of my favorites. We plan to do more of that this Halloween because, I mean, that list is endless. Endless. <laughs> this time, though, we focused on non-scary ones because a lot of the ones people suggest are horror movies. Are they? Yeah. So the first three that we're going to cover, these kind of line up where we wanted them to be from space. The first three that we're going to cover from 1988, Mac and Me. This is like at the top of everyone's list, pretty much. Yes. From 1987, the Garbage Pail Kids movie. (laughs) And from 1986, Howard the Duck. These were all mentioned a lot, and they're pretty much going to be on any awesomely bad list that you may look for. And like he said, 
from space. <laughs> they all kind of have like odd creatures that come from like another planet, basically. Right. That's a better way to put it, I'll admit. <laughs> I mean, from space is fine, too. <laughs> from space. <laughs> so a quick note, we're not going to cover these movies the way we typically do. So we won't be going over the cast list or the fun facts. We're basically just going to discuss them a little bit and then tell you what we think was awesome about each movie and what sucked. <laughs> what was bad? What was bad? And it's tough because we generally don't like to rip on the movies that we cover too much. Right, right. We're just not that type of podcast. Like, we no. like to try to find the good in everything. Like, we might point out some silly things or some problematic things here and there, but... It better be glaring for us to uh, to call it out. Yeah, we just like it to be a positive show, you yes. know? But I feel like this is like free reign to just... Tear these movies apart. Shred them. <laughs> but what's actually funny about it is, I mean, one of these I love. It's yes. like one of my favorite 80s movies. I know. But I actually enjoyed all of these in a weird way. They're not all like the best movies, but they all made me laugh. Yeah, like one of them, it was actually tough for me to like call it out, right? Mm -hmm. So, but I found it, you know. Yeah. I could find something that was uh, not great in it. Right. The other two, yes, they uh, they were layups, as I'll say, <laughs> as far as finding things that suck. <laughs> So let's get into it. Yes. Like we said, the first one we watched was Mac and Me. So a quick summary. This is about this adorable family from another planet that's accidentally sucked into a ship and transported to Earth. Thanks, NASA. <laughs> and after they escape the clutches of the government, the littlest one, Mac. The cutest one, by the way, the too. The cutest one, which stands for Mysterious Alien Creature. Uh, he's separated from his family. Once he's out on his own, little Mac relies on kindness and the friendship of a boy he meets named Eric in order to survive. And then with the help of Eric's family and friends, they're in for a wild ride to reunite Mac with his family. And to give them lots of sodas to drink. Give me all. I mean, I, I've never craved a Coca-Cola. I know. More in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Except when I'm really hungover. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's first hit on the awesome. My awesome moment is Mac's utter destruction of Eric's new house. <laughs> Eric and his family's new house with power tools. Like Mac has some kind of power where he's he's making these tools work, but it completely destroys the house that they just moved <laughs> yes. into. I felt so bad for his mom. Like get it under control, Mac, right? <laughs> get it together. Yes, but I will say I really love how sweet he and his whole family are. Mm. They do get to me. Yeah, they just make me pour tears out of my eyes. <laughs> yes. And a quick call out on the awesome front. Eric's toys, as far as like set dressing here, mm -hmm. he had a pinball game that I had. It was like, you know, a foot and a half wide by two and a half feet long. And it was just a couple inches high. But it was a really fun personal pinball game. He had this Papa Wheelie remote control car that I loved. And he had the Cobra Stealth Jet, oh, which I owned. So I am now famous. <laughs> <laughs> if you're new here, we like to anything that we owned or any place we've been. If it shows up on our television, we're like, we're famous. <laughs> OK, for me, something I thought was awesome is when Mac is driving the power wheel and all the dogs are chasing. Yes, <laughs> that was incredible. Corners. So good. It's exactly how you want to drive a power wheel. <laughs> <laughs> go, go, power wheels. He just needed that song behind him. Power, 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 power wheels. Power, 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 power,
Power Wheels, 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 Power of the Max. Yes. <laughs> of the Max. Return of the Max. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was so sweet, though. Like, it was. I could not handle them being sad. And then when they finally saw each other and they had to, like, feed them with the, with the, the sodas. sodas. Yeah. It, oh. So sweet. Oh, when they saw each other. Oh. It was so heartwarming. Reunited. It feels so, so good. good. Okay. All right, and now on to the awesomely bad. Not just bad, awesomely bad. The awesomely bad. For me, the clip that has become famous thanks to Conan O'Brien and Paul Rudd. But Eric is in his wheelchair. He's flying down this very, very steep hill. And you get Mac like popping up going like, and it's, you know, it's just awesomely bad. It's super cheese, super random. And may it live in infamy for all time. So I thought when you were telling me that Conan would show that clip to Paul Rudd, that Paul Rudd was actually in Mac and Me, but he's No, no. They would just say, and here's Paul Rudd's new role in Avengers, (laughs) and it would be the Mac and Me clip. And he'd be like, oh, you got me again. Because he wouldn't do it every time. Funny. (laughs) That's even better, because I thought he would just continuously show a clip from him being in Mac, but then I didn't even think about it when it happened. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) For me, it had to be when Mac is dressed as a teddy bear with the eyes cut out. It's so creepy looking. Very creepy. And then when they're at McDonald's, which this whole movie is basically an ad for McDonald's. Absolutely. They're sitting at the table at McDonald's and there's all these kids and there's a party and everything. And all of a sudden, like, you just see this creepy alien hand reaching out <laughs> to get the Coke. Yeah. And, and all the kids are like, what? what? <laughs> you know, but then everybody's fine with it. They're good with it? They just kind of freak out for a second. And, and then, then? Then there's a dance contest. And there's a lot of dancing going on. And all of a sudden, still in the bear costume, Mac like flips and floats through the air. And it is bad. It is very bad. <laughs> it just basically looks like uh, some human just flipped him over. And right. they like edited the human out. It's, but I know that they didn't do that. Yeah. They, he was probably on a rope or something. It or had to be something strings. like that. Um. And then he gets on the counter at McDonald's and he just busts out into a dance and like all the workers are like cheering him on. And that's when the government, everybody's coming in looking for Mac, but they don't see him. They just see a a little kid dressed as a bear. Right. Dancing on the counter at McDonald's. Nothing to see here. (laughs) Get your chicken nuggets. There's just a lot going on in that whole scene. And I had to take it in a few times. Yeah, it is some utter randomness. Like that whole, first of all, The shameless McDonald's advertising (laughs) coupled with the dance number. You got this whole dance troupe doing this choreography. And then you got these other dancers that are dressed differently that are like sitting there rolling their eyes and like hate them while they're like rocking their routine. Maybe that's the movie we needed. (laughs) (laughs) I want to like this is great and all, but let's follow these dancers now (laughs) and see where they're going next. Oh, my goodness. Like, who won? I mean, Matt right. probably, right? Had to have won, right? <laughs> no other winners. That scene is just wild. And that is definitely, like, that's like the definition of awesomely bad. Yes. Because it's bad, but it's hilarious. It is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so, the next movie on our list, Pete's already shaking his head. Yep. <laughs> I was excited about it, though, because I used to collect these cards. It's the Garbage Pail Kids movie. 
What a movie. Okay, so summary-wise, we have the Garbage Pail Kids. We got Alligator. We got Foul Phil. We got Nat Nerd, Greaser Greg, Wendy Winston, Messy Tessie, and Valerie Vomit. They've all visited Earth in their Garbage Pail spaceship so they can help Dodger. Mackenzie Aston, by the way. Mackenzie Aston makes some sweet clothes for his crush, Tangerine, <laughs> and her fashion show. Tangerine! Tangerine. That's her name. I mean, that's a little tick in the awesome box just because her name is Tangerine. Listen, they sent it. Full send. <laughs> All the while, they must avoid Tangerine's boyfriend, Juice. <gasps> you know what I just realized? What? Juice, if you put like... Tangerine like, juice? juice? Orange oh. juice. Oh. Orange juice. What do you mean? I mean, tangerines are in the orange family, right? There you go. Tangerine <laughs> juice. All right. I just wonder if that's why they did that, though. It's like Most a likely. and juice. Like what goes together? Orange juice? Yeah, it's not cool enough. Let's, tangerine her, her juice? can't be orange. I mean, it could have been Clementine. Clementine juice? Halo. Oh, wait. That's the name of the company. <laughs> so they must avoid juice and his gang of bullies or baddies in hopes of finding their lost friends. The Garbage Pail Kids, they lost some of their friends, and they have to stay out of the state home for the ugly. <laughs> the ugly. And seen. <laughs> I mean, say no more. Right. Right? We don't it's even over. have to go into it. Right. We've done enough. Except these Garbage Pail Kids are like the size of, well, I mean, they're three and a half feet tall, probably. Yeah. It's always bizarre to me when they take characters that were animated and they were like normal sized. And then all of a sudden, when you see like live action versions and like the, have you seen They're like the, the rainbow bright that people used to meet at like Toys R Us? She was gigantic and terrifying. She looks like the girl from Squid Game. She does. <laughs> the, the one that was blasting yes. everybody in the first Squid Game. It yes. does exist. <laughs> exactly like that. Just or like, like, in, like in all the like Macy's Thanksgiving Day parades like the care bears are like seven feet tall yes it's weird it is no wonder it scared the crap out of kids terrifying but i love it yeah we're here for it <laughs> so i'll go first my awesome moment when the garbage pail kids flatten juice's car sorry juice he deserves it he's a d hey he is and i mean <laughs> it is like cartoon flattened yes like rolled over with one of those things that roll over stuff. <laughs> yeah, what are those? What are those called? And he They're had really... one of those cool, you know, a convertible something. Had a convertible, you know, Jetta. <laughs> I don't know what it was. <laughs> we were really paying attention. Listen, we had to have a few drinks to get through the Garbage Pail Kids movie. So they, they helped us through. These memories are blurred. A little blurry. My awesome moment. The Garbage Pail Kids at the theater. I don't know if it was hearkening back. To Gremlins? It reminded me of the Gremlins so much. Yes, it definitely felt that way. But, uh, you know, they were stealing this dude's hot dog and like eating it. Popcorn was involved. <laughs> it was flying everywhere. <laughs> but they, uh, yes, that was the best thing I could find in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it was entertaining. It was uh, entertaining. But wait, you forgot the song. In the theater? No, the song that the Garbage Pail Kids sing. Oh, remember. God, now I can't remember how it goes. We are the Garbage Pail Kids no, today. It's like, we, we are the Garbage Pail Kids on our way. Ah, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> they could have used that song as well. We'll play it here. We can't do anything by working with each other. Come on, kids, take a shot. Show them what we really got. We can't do anything by working with each other. La, 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 la. 
oh, that's like right. This whole thing. They had a teamwork song. I forgot about the teamwork song. Yeah. When they're making the clothes. Yes. Yes. In the in the uh, the basement. So of, it's uh, like there's times where they're like appealing to kids. Yeah. But then other times it is like no kid should be watching this. No, movie. it's like a, a kid's like blasting farts out in people's faces. They're at a bar getting wrecked. <gasps> yeah, they are. Fighting. Oh, and then, well, we'll get to my, here. should I go ahead and tell my bad Let's hear the awesomely bad, yes. So, first of all, there's this moment where Dodger gets put in the sewer with toxic waste. He's like handcuffed to a pipe. Toxic waste is spraying on him. It like gets in his mouth. It's disgusting. It is disgusting. And then he, I think the Garbage Pail Kids save him. They do? The Garbage Pail Kids save him and they take him back to Captain Manzini's shop and they clean him up. They give him a bath. And this is Mackenzie Aston, right? He's like 14 at the yeah. time or something. Yeah. He gets out of the tub. And like, of course, you know, they, they do like a towel around him real quick. But as he's getting out, one of the girls, one of the garbage pill kid girls is like, he's got cute legs. <laughs> like, what? what? <laughs> like, <laughs> nobody needed to say anything in that moment. No. Like, just let the kid get out of the tub and don't make it weird, kid. Don't make it weird, Valerie Vomit. Right? Like, you've just made it weird. <laughs> Thank you, Valerie. Now go vomit somewhere. I'm just like, <laughs> like, kids are supposed to go see this movie and you're making <laughs> right? comment about a comment about this guy's cute legs? Right. Like, what was the plan for this movie? Like, what was the audience? Like, I, I just don't get it. I don't know either. And I'm so glad that nobody took me to see this movie. Yes. Same here. I was not a fan of the Garbage Pail Kids I oddly cards. liked them. I mean, maybe that was the beginning. I used to say, like, the beginning of my attachment to, like, weird, odd, you know, yeah. dark things was, like, maybe Beetlejuice or something like that. But I'm like, maybe it was a little bit. GPK cards. could Because I loved collecting them. Did you? Yes. They grossed me out. I mean, they are definitely gross. And I had stickers on my closet. I used to put Ugh. stickers all over my closet doors. My mom hated it, but yeah. I did it. I did it because my older sister did it. Yeah. And yeah, I had Garbage Pail Kids stickers. I just couldn't deal with like the snot girl or the snot boy. Like just uh, grossed me out too much. You know, they got banned in a lot of places. I I think the cartoon maybe got banned. Yeah. Yeah. Because parents (laughs) were complaining. Good. Censor them. (laughs) Just kidding. Some of it was kind of violent though. Yeah. The cartoon at least. I think there's a kid that has like dynamite or something or I don't know. He like blows his head off. Yeah, that's right. it. It's just yeah. something really weird. It is, yeah. Like another kid like would take his tongue, he had a really long tongue, and he'd like be smashing it on an anvil. Right. Yeah. But I mean, we used to watch like Bugs Bunny and the Roadrunner, and they used to get smashed with That's true. Those Dynamite, and they'd get rocks thrown on them. Yeah. What are those called? An anvil. anvil. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we ready for my? We, we turned out okay. <laughs> we turned out okay. Yeah, we're fine. <laughs> okay, go Everything's on. fine. <laughs> All right. My awesomely bad moment is the entire movie. (laughs) This is maybe the worst movie I've ever seen. And I've watched Troll 2. Okay. (laughs) That's saying a lot. It is a tight race. I enjoyed this one more than Troll 2, I think. But it's probably because of the song and the fashion show. All right. I can agree. I can agree that I enjoyed this more than I enjoyed Troll 2. So maybe this is the second worst movie. (laughs) But like Juice's thugs, they're ridiculous. As is Juice himself, they just, they bother me. I don't know why they hate Dodger so much. It doesn't make sense to me. There's there's no basis for anything in this movie. Pick on somebody your own size. Right. He's a kid. But I did like when they went to the ugly, what's the place? Uh, The state home for the ugly. The state home for the ugly. And you had like 
too Abraham skinny, too skinny, and it yeah. was Abraham Lincoln, and then like too fat, and it was Santa Claus, and then too loud, too quiet, too blah blah blah, and it, it was kind of like it, there's like a message. There, there was a good message right? there, but they just didn't execute it. Yeah, quite. I think it didn't hit the way that I think they intended it right. to. There was ideas that uh, were not executed properly. Also, it was sad because their friends They're apparently gone. got killed because tossed in the dumpster. Yeah, they weren't. Yeah, they weren't there to save them. Or no, not the dumpster. The shredder, they got right? Shredder. Yeah. yeah. Like in mannequin. Mmm, scary. Mm. And like I said before, they just grossed me out. So yeah, I'm I'm fine to leave this in the rear view. <laughs> okay, our final movie. Howard the Duck. They call him Howard the Duck. No way to come steal it. In the feathers touch, I love him apart. call him Howard the Duck. <laughs> okay, so Howard the Duck is accidentally brought to Earth from Duck World through a laser beam experiment being performed by Dr. Jennings and his assistant, Phil. And it's as amazing as that sounds. (laughs) And Howard crashes into Cleveland and immediately rescues Beverly, played by Leah Thompson, from a group of baddies. Beverly then helps Phil and Dr. Jennings hide Howard from the authorities until they can get him back home. But not before. The dark overlord of the universe also arrives (laughs) through the laser beam. Oh, no. (laughs) It possesses Dr. Jennings. And hatches its plan to bring the other dark overlords, how can there be more than one, through the beam to end life on Earth as we know it. Dun, dun, dun. Now, I was an adult before I knew that this was like a Marvel character and that George Lucas was involved. Like that all was lost on me as a kid. I loved it. Did you? I did. Yes. I mean, you know, I wanted us to cover this like a year and a half ago. I loved it, too. I just never really knew that you liked it. I loved it, except we talked about this and we'll talk about it later. I blocked out like the whole like. <laughs> yes. Parts of the movie. End of the movie. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I always remember this movie. But this movie also will always be special to me <laughs> because this is how I learned about. Let me tell you about the birds and the bees. And the moon singing so beautifully tonight. <laughs> yeah, so I was watching this movie as a kid with my older sister, mm-hmm. who's I've said before, she's like eight, much older than you. So old. <laughs> so much older. She's eight and a half years older than me, right? So <laughs> she was a she's a, she was a teenager. She graduated high school when I was in the third grade, mm-hmm. right? So we were watching it. I think my parents were actually out of town, but I think they probably would have let me watch it because everybody thought this was a kid's movie. Right. And we were watching it. And then there's the part where Leah Thompson or Beverly takes Howard to her apartment and he goes to sleep and she's looking through his things. She looks through his wallet and all of a sudden she pulls out this thing. An item. That I didn't know what it was. A prophylactic, if you will. <laughs> And (laughs) not in a wrapper. Right. And she's like, Howard, you know? And so I was like, what? Why is that a thing? What? Why she like think that's funny or whatever? And I asked my sister what that was. And she told you. She told me and then had to like tell my mom the next day. Wow. Like, you need to talk to Stacy about this. And then 
I got some books. Oh, my goodness. All from Howard the Duck. All from Howard the Duck. Thanks, Howard. So that's what I'll always associate Howard the Duck with, is that's where I learned about that. Unforgettable. (laughs) They were very sing-songy tonight. Sorry. (laughs) I have a story for this, too. Like I, I remember seeing this movie. I went to it with my best friend and his family, who also had a lot of foster kids. So it was a big group. Of children with some adults. <laughs> oh my God. The adults snuck in sodas, and I'm not talking like 20 ounces. I'm talking <laughs> two liters. <laughs> oh, two liters? Multiple two liters. What? Yes. Bags of chips, bags of popcorn, candy. Like they came loaded for bear. <laughs> they were spending no money up at the front desk. <laughs> Right. They were spending. Did they bring cups for everyone? Yes, we had cups. We had the whole deal. It was like a picnic. It was a picnic at the theater (laughs) for Howard the Duck. And this is the movie that they got. And they are very religious. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, yeah, this was this was a a surprise, I would say. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. All right. Well, do you want to tell us why this movie is awesome in your eyes? Yes. My awesome moment from this is Howard jamming on the keyboard (laughs) with those sweet 80s tunes. Yeah. While he's shaking his little duck butt tail feathers. (laughs) Yes. Shake it tail feathers. Shake it. And also I'll say duck boobs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's another memorable moment. It is. It's like, like, what? It's hard not to... Do a double take. Right. Because you, you got like a few times. You actually. do. You see like Duck Playboy, get the girl in the duck bath. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, yeah, in a you kid's get, movie. Yeah. <laughs> you get the, the Flash Dance poster, but it's Splash Dance. <laughs> got to be Splash Dance. Duck Splash. Duck Splash. <laughs> duck, duck Dance. dance. <laughs> <laughs> Where she's doing the pose, but then you just see it, a duck bill. Yes. I love that. I think actually that might be my favorite part of the movie is just when you see Howard's apartment and all the things like the rolling stone, but it's like the rolling egg. Duck World is a lot of fun. Duck World is great. I would have liked to have seen more Duck World. Yeah. Okay. And on top of Howard's apartment and Duck World, Leah Thompson, Beverly's fashion, her whole look, her apartment, her band, Cherry Bomb. Cherry Bomb. They're like a real life gem in the holograms. They are absolutely. They are the embodiment of it. If only her hair were pink. Yes. Because all the other band members, pre-Raya. Yeah. But obviously that's why I love them. It was right around that time. So, I mean, that's the part that really spoke to me. I mean, her crimped hair and it just kept getting higher as the movie went on. Yeah. The best. And I love when Howard joins them on stage at the end. (laughs) They're finally not singing behind a cage. And I mean, Howard the Duck is a catchy song. It is. I mean, I've been singing it in my head since we watched it the other night. Oh. (laughs) Obviously, a song will always lure me in. (laughs) All right. Now for our awesomely bad. Mine, Dr. Jennings' transformation into the dark overlord of the universe. (laughs) Which starts at the diner. You know, you got like fireballs, which look cheesy, flying out of his eyes. You got lightning, which looks really cheesy, flying out of his hands. You got this worm hook tongue thingy to get more energy that flies out of his mouth. Yeah. And it's got like a hook on the end. And then like the creature itself, right? Which is like super, super cheesy. But uh, (laughs) It looks like I wrote down. 
The monster at the end looks like an episode of the Muppet Babies. It does. <laughs> Remember when they used to just like play the actual movie and then incorporate the, yeah. the Muppet Babies running around? <laughs> it's like the opposite of that. It's like, here's the real world and here's this stupid cartoon yes. on top of it. You're just like, what? <laughs> but overall, the entire third act of this movie is awful. Just awful. And we were talking about this. Like, I think I blocked all of that out. Yeah. Except for like, I do remember when Jennings first, you know, I remember him being like possessed or like kind of like decomposing. Yeah. And it it freaked me out. I didn't like it. And now I don't like it just because I know what that actor turned into. But like, also, it's just really bad. It is. And there's just certain things. I mean, like once he gets his power and then he's like, they're doing like the checkpoints. And the officer asks for his license. Give me your license, Jack, or whatever it is. And he's like, I have no license. I am not Jack. And then he zaps him and it's so bad. (laughs) It's super bad. (laughs) And it's like this other thing where like Howard and Phil are like flying around in an ultralight, except they only stay about 15 feet off the ground. Like if they had just flown up to like 30 feet, (laughs) they'd have been good to go. (laughs) So, yeah. I mean, that whole third act is... uh, You can write it off. Yes. I wrote down a few other things. So like at the beginning of the movie, when Howard first crashes to Earth. Yeah. And the guys that are harassing Beverly, you know, he's saving her from them. And the one guy's like, he sees Howard for the first time. It's this talking, walking, full-size duck. And he's like, I did too much toot. Toot. I (laughs) I must have done too much toot. (laughs) Um, And he also has doll faces like sewn into his jacket. Right. Cause that's like it's really so metal. Yeah. <laughs> um, also Howard's weird job at the spa always just creeps me out. Very There's odd. A lot of strange stuff happening there. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't feel right. But no. again, it goes to show this is not a kid's movie. It is not. <laughs> also the line, you know, when Leah and Howard are, or Leah, I keep saying Leah, <laughs> Beverly and Howard are having a moment at the end, you know, and he's like, I'm not a very sentimental guy. She's like, no, I bet you were born from one very hard-boiled egg, Ducky. (laughs) It's like, what? (laughs) Here's the cheese. (laughs) (laughs) And I bet whoever wrote that was like, great line. Yeah, Tom, good job. (laughs) I always pick on poor Tom. Poor Tom. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we did it. So that's it for our first part. Yeah, part one is done. Now, listen, there's a long list, and we have already watched a few more. Yes. Some (laughs) gems. I cannot wait. I mean, some of the movies that I've never seen that people suggested, I mean, they're it. It's truly a whole new world. Yes. Like Aladdin would say. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And Jasmine. Yeah. Uh, So, I can't wait to get into those. Now, I do have to say, like, it's August right now. We may still take a little break. We may have weeks where we only put out one episode instead of two. Just bear with us. We'll be here. We're still going to be working hard. We have a lot of things coming up for the fall and spooky season and the holidays and all of that. So who knows when part two of Awesomely Bad Movies will come out or part three. But they'll come out eventually. They'll come out eventually. Don't worry. And we'll also obviously have some, like we said before, some Awesomely Bad horror movies. Yes. Dedicated. Yes. As always, thanks for listening. See ya. (laughs) Bye.